We're back here at uh, the Fortune Kit Ministry with Will Meneker from Chapo Trap House. Hello. Uh, he's well known as the inventor of many pipelines that lead to fascism from otherwise well-meaning places. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to go down a pipeline toward... I don't know where we headed, like kind of like seventies gospel music, and then we're charting a we're charting a course for ourselves out of um, out of the darkness of ecofascism. Um, it's an ideology that you know has gained some purchase in recent months, as people uh, like to have fun on the computer with their friends. But we're charting a way out of that through there's there's a wholesome, <laughs> more wholesome. There's there's a path into the light. We're we're ascending out of the swamp of ecofascism into uh, into the beautiful sunlit plain of uh, pure uh, religious piety and uh, yeah the sunlit plain of the Lord. God is real and He hates cussing. That's true. Maybe we should just jump right into a song by the Couriers that's about that because uh, I mean I guess we need a little context first, but you know we got a, a Christian gospel group here the couriers they're big and like they started in like the 60s and they're around for like you know 60 years or whatever and um i don't know I, I assume probably a lot of people who listen to this are familiar with jim baker but maybe alex could you go into a little background on jim baker because i know you wrote an article about him before he's like the archetype of um the sleazy televangelist he um he got very rich in the 80s and built a Christian theme park. That was the inspiration for Praise Land on The Simpsons. And then he got busted for tax fraud or something and went to jail and then got out and said, I'm reformed. Uh, yeah, it's also worth noting that he got out on a technicality. <laughs> yeah, like he was supposed to be in for like 20 plus years and he only did like five years and they overturned it on some like minor technicality. But he's just a fucking straight up con artist criminal and he's like thriving once again. Oh, he, he's, he's, he's doing better than he's ever done before. Uh, he's little, selling little, prepper buckets. Yeah, yeah. A little, little, bit of, little bit of trivia about Jim Baker. Are any of you guys aware who his cellmate in prison was? No. no. Yeah. Lyndon LaRoche. Whoa. Oh, funny. Him and Lyndon LaRoche were cellies in, in oh, some man, federal prison great. together. And like, uh, I think Baker's like uh, spoken about it. And it's it, like in, in his comments, you can sort of read between the lines that he was, he was super shook by Lyndon. Like Lyndon was, he was, he owned that cell block. Uh, Baker said that, powerful ba mind on LaRouche. Yeah. Baker said that Lyndon LaRouche got letters written to him in prison every day that were like intelligence briefings from his own private intelligence, uh, uh like operation. Like he has his, like he has a LaRouche CIA who would mail him just sort of intelligence briefings every day in prison. That's how real oh, LaRouche is. <laughs> um, but uh, also, uh, like I said, Baker's uh, he's, been, he's been out of jail for a while now, but um, he just got dinged by the feds once again for advertising some sort of colloidal silver as a coronavirus cure on mm. his on his oh, TV cool. show. And uh, he stopped doing it. And I think like the, the, the feds are just like, OK, as long as you stop doing it, we're not going to pursue this case. And of course, he's using that as like a big vindication. He was just like, yep, wrongly persecuted again. But he just quietly stopped selling a, a bogus coronavirus cure on his show. And that's how he avoided <laughs> prosecution this time. At least they believe in coronavirus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Does, I mean, we didn't get a lot of that stuff up in Canada, but I seem to remember his wife having like a parallel scam 
that involves some like multi-level marketing thing with makeup. I don't know. Tammy, Tammy Faye Baker. Tammy famous, Faye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then he, after he got out of prison, he remarried a younger wife, and now she's doing the same shtick with him. So I can't remember her. Like, I don't remember what her name is, but we got two wives to keep track of in which grifts they uh, they participate in. I mean, I think listeners are probably most be familiar with uh, with Jim Baker because of, as Alex mentioned, the prepper buckets, the Baker buckets, yeah, yeah, and the the famous <laughs> Vic Berger edits of his sort of like evangel sort of like his his, his sort of televangelist um, infomercial ministry, where he sells what are essentially. Um, five gallon buckets of what is essentially animal feed um, for like three for like three hundred dollars, and like but, but like he spends half of the show um, talking to like some some like some sort of weird messianic rabbis about like interpreting the book of numbers to be like you know it's it's this weekend. It's this weekend. The, door, the doors are open. <laughs> it's coming, you know. And then like and then the second half of the show is about okay, what are you gonna do? When the apocalypse comes, you know, and you're going to, you're going to want your food. You're going to want your cheese. You want, you want your cheese in a bucket, you know? And <laughs> yeah, he just, he, he, he sells, he sells this, this, this slop, um, for like I said, <laughs> outrageously exorbitant prices. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's, it's this, um, it's, it's a sweet, it's a sweet con he's got going where, cause he's like, you know, convincing his geriatric audience that the world is going to end tomorrow but and then, and then selling them the uh the slop that will get them through the apocalypse yeah i do love when the um camera pans over the audience on his show and everyone is white and everyone is like seven trillion years old <laughs> like you got to imagine someone has just died in the audience at some point yeah it is true that the world is ending every week for those people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely man that has to be such a psychedelic state of mind to uh to navigate reality in you know <laughs> i like to imagine that they're like there are people in the parking lot of the jim baker ministries is like a, a sign that's like i need a miracle i just like i need to get in and see the live show we've been, we've been following baker around the country i've been bootlegging his, uh, his infomercials <laughs> oh his studio is located like outside of branson missouri too yeah it's 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 pretty tight seems like a very appropriate place yeah it's on the border with arkansas but maybe we should listen to this uh, song here, go back to the glory days, both for Jim Baker and for his aging audience. This is a 1978 performance on his show, long before he would do any prison time, where the couriers are performing their song, He's More Than Just a Swear Word. Listen to the words of this song. It's, it's kind of a simple song, but... Maybe we can start somewhere. He's such a little demon. It's a simple song for simple people. Yeah. And here's a good idea. We got to start somewhere, bringing decency back. His name is voiced in every singing style <laughs> what a bizarre <laughs> off-putting way to sing <laughs> yeah 
it's but it's like fucking bleeding that's barely on key. This is like the uh, the Aldi brand uh, Leuven Brothers. Like what these guys are doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I like the altar to the uh, dimensional Dark Lord they have set up behind them. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like where Gozer comes out of at the end, the top of that building in the end of Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like those dinosaurs you would build out of wood. It's it, it's geometry is perfect uh, enough that it thins the reality between uh, ours and uh, the the dark realm. You know. All the while they say the name of Jesus, but they curse the old. It's so great to be getting mad about people saying, "Oh my God!" Yeah. And meanwhile, you're just on this show. Just, it it's seems a like criminal the- enterprise. It's organized <laughs> crime going on, there. and this is what they're like claiming to be mad about. Uh, it seems that the courier is it's like there, there's one guy who does the main vocals and he's on the piano and then there's just these two other guys just singing the chorus that's neil <laughs> yeah the guy who's playing piano is also the songwriter so the other two guys are just like the well, last real big dead dave who, big dave who's on bass and uh and Dwayne on tenor <laughs> I like to imagine that there's like a sort of a, like a gospel music evangelical version of like sleazy record industry guys who just, who gets the main guy aside and they're like, listen, you got it, you got it, but you got to go yeah, solo. You got to go solo. Yeah. Just, just give me, give me six months of you, I'll, you'll be topping all of the charts of, of uh, music for 80 year old people you about, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about frightening children that you'll go to hell if you don't say please and thank you. You got to ditch the dead weight, weight and the couriers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys is very low energy, I have to say. Uh, wow, look at that audience. Guy on the right. Yeah. Every oh, single man. person in that audience is dead. <laughs> no, no, no they're question. They're still in the audience of Jim Baker's current show. <laughs> <laughs> At age like 150. Wait, why is there a number on the screen that says deaf call? In, if you're, and if, it's a phone number. If you're deaf, you call that number to donate. And what's on the other end? Unclear. They can't hear it. Good, good, good question. What are they hearing good on the question. phone? What is? <laughs> I don't understand how that works. Maybe they just scream into the phone on that number. Don't worry. If you're blind, we will put that number up on the TV screen once again. That's in, in a slightly bigger font. If you donate, maybe the Lord will cure your blindness or deafness. Who knows? If he doesn't, you were kind of asking for it. All right, let's get this one going. The Statue of Liberty. This is their other... I think my impression is that this is like their certified banger. Like, this was the hit. Yeah, this is going to be the new national anthem. That fucking snare. So fucking stupid, man. Little drummer boy shit. <laughs> and there really is something so off putting about their harmonies. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what they're doing. Are they just doing major thirds? I don't know, but the the I, the rhythmic del- delivery of their. Of the of the vocals, it's just it's super fucked. It's 
It's like very counterintuitive to the music. Yeah, something just doesn't sit right about it. They're demons. Are they all just singing the same <laughs> line? I can't tell. They're, yeah, like Some, it's, yeah, sometimes it sounds like really don't mesh together. It, they yeah. really don't. They, yeah. like, har- the harmony seems very odd. I was hoping that this song, like sort of similar to the other song, which was you know, excoriating people for taking the Lord's name in vain, that this would be this would be a song that was just sort of scolding people for fantasizing about fucking the Statue of Liberty when they're jacking <laughs> off. <laughs> Look, we know she's beautiful, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she's a baddie. You should be thinking about she's your saving wife. herself for marriage. Yeah, the Statue of Liberty is definitely a baddie. Okay, one of the couriers looks much older than the other two. Is he the their one, dad? The one on the left? The low The one on the left, yeah. yeah. The low editor. It's a nephew-uncle situation yeah. like Migos. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or LMFAO. <laughs> it's like LMFAO. He's their uncle. These yeah. guys are sort of the white Migos. <laughs> yes, they are. In that they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kind of ghetto, too. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea where this song is going melodically. It's just yeah, it's a disaster. It's just man. circling the fucking drain. <laughs> it's so long too. How's it still fucking going, man? We're like halfway. They're just howling about the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. <laughs> so the, we didn't um, even make it. France gave it to us. It's a French statue. I think I'm jumping ahead in the lyrics by looking them up, but the crux of this song at the end, that like, when they really get to like, the conclusion, the lyrics are, the cross is my statue of liberty. It was there that my soul was set free. What? So is this about false idols? I don't know. That's the coolest like evangelical mush brain shit ever though. Dude, they the were so ahead of their time. Movie. Like now we take this stuff for granted that there's this just uh, naked conflation of American nationalism and Christianity in Zionism, or doesn't even they don't even pretend to separate it at all in the mainstream of the Republican Party. Uh, but these guys, they were way ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah, they're visionaries. This is pre-Reagan, you know? Like, in Jim Baker, all that stuff is very, uh, it was foreshadowing for Trump. Yeah, they're basically the Velvet Underground of that ideology. (laughs) (laughs) Not many people saw them, but everyone who did went on and started their own shitty version of this. (laughs) Yeah, and in a couple minutes we're about to find out just how true that is, I think. If Jim Baker was like 10 years younger, he would have been president. It would have been him instead of Trump. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. He, he would have come like... out of prison like Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're really going for it at the end here. Oh, another what one where everyone in the audience is dead. <laughs> yep. Oh, well, there's a baby there. And they killed it. <laughs> Crushed it. Now, I mean, uh, we're going to get into sort of the, uh, the 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 legacy of a group like the Couriers with their just sort of like really 
bizarre harmonizing just songs that don't sound good but uh another element to it is uh, the lyrics to that song are totally baffling like what was it like charles you were saying like uh i was just painting in the chorus it was like the cross is my statue so like what are they talking they talking about this but they start out talking about the one that's in new york but then they're like the cross is my statue of liberty because that's where yeah, I'm free. I have no fucking idea it's, what that's supposed to mean. Are they saying the Statue of Liberty is bad because it's not a big cross? There are too many layers of metaphor. The cross is already a metaphor yeah. in itself that's symbolic. And then you're saying the Statue of Liberty is the cross. Maybe they mean it literally, actually, and they believe that Jesus was nailed to the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> It might be simpler than we think. <laughs> oh, They're pantheists, man. and they believe that all matter is God. Yeah. Everything you see is sacred. It's all around us. I would really. The flag, they should do a song. That's the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love they the flag. A, they should do a song about the Empire State Building. That's that's the building that King Kong was crucified on. <laughs> yeah. Unfairly. <laughs> yeah. No, because he was a very he was a Christ-like figure. Yeah, he's just trying to be himself. Yeah, Alex, I man. like your idea um, that everything is is the Lord, though. Uh, like uh, Howard Stern's Sibian, that's the Lord. Yeah, the A and W Uncle Burger, that's the Lord. Anything that tastes good, that's the Lord. <laughs> the Lord gave us candy so that we could enjoy His glory. <laughs> so maybe we should start moving into the legacy of these guys here. And uh, this song is called Dave, Duane, and Neil. It's just named for the three of the couriers. Um, maybe we should just read the description on YouTube of this song before we listen. It says, I wrote this song on April 17th, 2016, and recorded this at my home at age 79, just playing the keyboard and singing three-part <laughs> harmony. <laughs> called Dave, Duane, and Neil. Dave, Duane, and Neil. Hell yeah. Dave, Duane, and Neil. This is a masterpiece. It's a fitting tribute to their immense legacy. <laughs> Every time it hits, you know. I'm never prepared for it. I'm never oh, yeah, prepared for it. Oh. It's scary. It is scary. It's a jump scare. one accord. We thank God for Dave, Dwayne, and Neil. Yes, we thank God. We His slideshow is all God pictures of them at, like, age 80, you know? And they just look like every conservative ever. He's obsessed with this group, like, well after... Well, I guess Christian acts never really become irrelevant. No, they've It's, it's really weird because it's it's, like... These are records that you would have found um, at Goodwill because someone died. Totally. And you wouldn't think that a group like that, that did um, cover songs of stuff, uh, songs against swearing, would have like a 60-year career where they have like documentaries about them and they've done all these reunion tours and stuff. I think they like self-published all of the shit though Because I was looking at their um, biography 
and it's like it's just an autobiography and then their website is like i think the only place they're selling their cds like it's all like just just this diy it's DIY. they're basically like crass records you know yeah <laughs> i love how blown out uh something really weird happened with the uh audio <laughs> with the with the uh musical accompaniment on this one where the bass is completely blown out <laughs> To like uh, death grips or like Kevin Martin levels. <laughs> I gotta say though, like in complete earnestness, this song is more melodic than the Courier songs, you know? Yeah, he improved on their formula. This is one of his more listenable songs. The next one is like. It's sort of like his river deep mountain high. I don't think I've listened to the next one. Because. John Acapinti has three songs about these guys and another song about their wives. So we're in, we're in for a treat here. <laughs> Wait, he wrote a song about their wives? He sure did. Yeah, yeah Judy. You know what? Let's listen to Judy, Jean, and Ruth. Oh, Judy, Jean, and Ruth. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it's a parallel yeah. to this one we're listening to yeah. now. It's- I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, it stacks up here. I mean, who can forget the documentary you made about the Couriers, uh, Lord Shelter Us, about their infamous concert at Dollywood, where they got the Jews for Jesus to do security for them, and they ended up stabbing a man to death in the front row for <laughs> shaking his hips. But luckily, he was an infidel, and he deserved it. He was a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a Kennedy. He's <laughs> the last Kennedy. Um, we, but we gotta go from you know if we're listening to Dave Dewin and Neil, we gotta hear Judy Jean and Ruth now. You guys, remember? it's like the Ion Springfield music, <laughs> dude. It fucking is. It is yeah. Ion Springfield. He's used it several times too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they love what's so I don't think any of these people have seen oh, this. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this on YouTube has six views. Sean Akapinti comments on a lot of Dwayne's <laughs> Facebook posts. I found, oh, really? I found Dwayne's Facebook, and uh, John is like a reply guy. God, that's so cool. He replies agreeing with his posts and doesn't get any response. <laughs> Probably because Dwayne died. <laughs> Probably. Is Dwayne the dead one? No, Which that's uh, dead? Big Dave. Oh, okay, Big Dave. Dave R.I.P. From the start, sacrificing much, feeling got special touch. He ran out of pictures of Judy, Jean, and Ruth. <laughs> so it's just, no just Jesus. Yeah, I don't think it's there's just a single names. picture of them. Yeah. yeah, it's just their names on the heart. And then it's the epic win, baby. <laughs> From 2010. Make sure they spoke the truth. He just Googled their names. He doesn't have a single picture of them. And now it's just a picture of the couriers again. He's never met these people. For more than 50 long years. God, I'm really happy that he's a reply guy. Oh, there's, well, there's one. Okay, here they go. Here they are. Yeah, Dwayne's just posting, like, fake quotes from Kamala Harris. Cool. Like, Turning Point USA memes and that kind of stuff. Stuff about thugs. All did their part, leading the couriers right from the start. 
Sacrificing it sounds like a narrative rap or something. He's telling the whole story. What did they sacrifice? I think he's saying that Judy, Jean, and Ruth sacrificed, um, you know, a stable home life uh, for the careers to uh, hit the road and spread the word, you know? And spread chlamydia. They brought home chlamydia from the road. <laughs> From church shows. I want to see and a, that brought a lot of suffering. I want to see a careers backstage. You know? Um, I, I like that one. It was the the title of the song was Judy, Jean, and Ruth, but half of the lyrics were just Dave, Dwayne, and Neil again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just singing about a, Dave, Dwayne, and Neil again. It's a bit of erasure. There was know? one really good line in the beginning where they said, um, they uh, they, uh, they carried the heavy load while Dave, Dwayne, and Neil were on the road. <laughs> So they got their shit blown out by the neighbors. Yeah, they, they, they got they got they took tons of loads while the couriers were on the on the bus. They got looted up and loaded up back in the seventies. So this next one, this is I I think the best John Acapinti song. Oh wow, wow that's a big claim. Okay, by a big margin. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna talk over this one. I'm just turning up the volume. Yeah, me too. See, this one has 17 views on YouTube, so this is a world premiere. The original couriers have spread a lot of cheer. 57 years, faithful every year. I remember the first song. If it was Big Dave who could preach, Neil wrote and sang the lead. Dwayne sang tenor. Together they sang as one. God, this is a great Their song. Voice is surely made. The courts of He's so passionate in this one. There was Dave, there was Dwayne, and there was Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil always getting short trip. I like how in all three of these last songs he's used the same pictures of them in the slideshow. Yeah, and some of them are like 50 by 50 images. We're blessed from up above. They showed us God's love. The statue of liberty was written by me. And there was Big Dave who sang bass, a tenor oh named and together they <laughs> sang as one. A great big wonderful God. I he's explaining the idea of like a vocal group. They sang as one. <laughs> The great, big, wonderful God. The courts of heaven ring. There was Dave, there was Dwayne, and there was Neil. 
sang Together they sang As one As one <laughs> He just belted wow. that whole thing It's incredible Wow Wow! That, yeah, you okay, can okay, tell that how was much one. He, he cares about their music because he's never put that much work into us, that much like passion into a song. No, that was like his voice in that song was the most acapinti I've ever heard. Like that was all over the place, just just wailing. Like <laughs> his voice and whatever effect he does to it, I don't even know if it is an effect. It sounds like it sounds like the sound that would be produced if you created a robot and programmed it to feel pain. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like if you if you created a robot or some sort of artificial intelligence with the express purpose of trying to have it experience grief and and pain, that's what it would sound like. Why? One. They sang as one. <laughs> and there was God, Neil. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's so <laughs> that is that Alex. That was truly special. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, that is his masterpiece. That's I think that's the best one I've heard. I, I'm glad we got to experience that together as its 18th play on YouTube. <laughs> oh God! No, like, wait. Okay, he has 18 plays on YouTube for this song. On that song, yeah. Okay, so like 17 of them are are us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird to make a song about someone, like, obsessively about these guys, and they don't acknowledge it at all. Do you think he was on Dwayne's Facebook, like, posting the link to this song in every reply for a while? Probably. I don't think he resents these people. Uh, usually, he makes a song for someone, and then they don't reply because it's weird, and then... Uh, he just resents them, and he's like, oh, well, this prick wouldn't uh, <laughs> listen to my DVDs I sent him over the course of a year. Yeah, yeah. actually, while, while we're on the subject of that, do you have that Facebook post pulled up about Chuck Liddell? Uh, that was uh, the description. He made a new oh, song called My Pillow is the Best. Oh, you mean Mike Lindell, not Chuck. Chuck yeah. Liddell is the UFC guy. Oh, Mike, sorry. Mike yeah. Lindell. <laughs> Sorry. He's the, uh, Mike is the, the Mike prolific Pillow. cocaine yeah. enthusiast who invented a, a pillow that will cure sleep apnea. <laughs> so he said, I wrote this song, recorded it, and made the video on April 4th, 2020, and mailed the CDs and DVDs to Mike Lindell's corporate office in Minnesota. I received the post office receipt that the CDs and DVDs were delivered there. After five months, I have not even received a thank you, even though my phone number and email address were on the CDs and DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so he paid that's, extra to have brutal. it confirmed on delivery, just so he <laughs> yeah, could know <laughs> that they're not listening to his music. I think when we found this, Alex, you were saying like, I would have just not confirmed the delivery so I could live under the delusion that maybe they didn't make it there or something. But he wanted to confirm that to make himself feel bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think he likes getting mad. He was mad at the uh, tunnels to towers thing, I think. He what made wait, a song about the some 9-11 charity, which is probably a scam if it's in this circle of people. Uh, he <laughs> made there's a, song a 9-11 about charity it called to Tunnels to Towers? And they didn't respond. And then he was like, oh, well, they're giving all, all this free housing to 9-11 first responders, but they don't have time to listen to my song about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny how oh, that works. So funny. 
So he thinks he thinks like he's using the same backing tracks for a lot of these songs, but he thinks that he's created this individualized work of art that they should be thanking him for. Like a CEO I mean, who's on TV. To every be day. fair, they should be thanking him for it and they should be listening. Agree. They should. It does rock. Maybe let's just throw on the My Pillow is the Best song while we're on that subject. I mean, it doesn't hurt, Mike Lindell. I mean, just just best practice out there. Just have a little form letter ready to go. Have your secretary sign it, but just like, you know, like a little little template. Just fill in, like, dear Mr. Okapinti. Thank you very much for your interest in Mike Lindell and My Pillow. Mike Lindell, make sure they pass every test. Buy this pillow today. How could you not write this guy back, you know? <laughs> I am kind of curious, like, who received the package and what happened to it, you know? I mean, is it possible that Mike Lindell receives many packages from Mike Oh, he must. I bet you anything. Like, the fact that he's on Fox News that much means there's got to be, like, a decent enough operation where I bet it didn't even make it to him, you know? Mike will always stand right by your side. Oh yes, he will. Mike Actually, now I'm kind of curious how big my pillow is as like a company. I don't know. I don't know how profitable it actually is because they spend a huge, huge no. amount of money on advertising. They have 1,500 employees. So yeah, there's no fucking way this made it to him. It's amazing how quickly they forgive this guy for being addicted to crack for like 30 years. Well, I mean, he he did it the right way. Pillow toppers are real. It's my pillow made in the USA. Mike will give you a great deal today. They're made in Minnesota with quality and pride. I don't know if this is like well known or anything, but in January 2017, the Better Business Bureau announced that it had uh, revoked accreditation for my pillow and had lowered their rating from an A plus to an F. <laughs> Pretty steep <laughs> numerous consumer complaints. Oh. The pillows are actually very hard. And filled with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the the final song about Neil from uh, the Couriers here. No, I'm actually on Neil's Facebook right now. Oh, really? How does it compare to Dwayne's? Well, the most recent post from a month ago is, Hello, everyone. This is Beth, Neil's daughter. First, my family and I would like to thank you for all your continued prayers and kind words for my father as he continues to recover. He is not able to return calls or texts, but he is aware of all your communications. Unfortunately, someone has taken advantage of his situation and has tried to steal his social media identity, especially on Instagram. A scammer has tried to elicit funds from his friends. My father has never and will never ask anyone for any money or gifts. Neither is he or will he ever promote a get-rich-quick scheme. That's so weird that someone would impersonate Neil from the Couriers. Oh, and there's That's a... That's ingenious, uh, though, because old guys like Acapinti trust Neil, you know? Yeah, there's a... There's a reply from the author to this post that's pinned, and it's just the letter L. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's got a sting about that is it's Neil's daughter, 
you know, just stating for the record that, you know, Neil gets all of his correspondence. He's aware of them. He reads them and um, just isn't writing back. Or if he, you know, if he hasn't reached out specifically, it's because um, he doesn't care and would like Akapinti to uh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. exactly. He is listening to all the songs you sent him and he hates <laughs> yeah. everyone individually. He thinks they're terrible. We're all laughing at you. We'll take your sins away. This is the second song about them where he mentions that Neil wrote the Statue of Liberty. Uh, the Couriers actually wrote the poem that's engraved on the Statue of Liberty as well. Yeah, <laughs> little known fact. And Dan, Dan, I can only hope that in the future... Someone's going to write a song like Wolf Parade, they wrote I'll believe in anything <laughs> I, I, There was Dan and there was Spencer There was Arlene On the drums I would love that That would make me very happy I would write back immediately and say Good job, make more, please You're doing great Thank you God Neil Enlow one might assume that, in keeping with their position on open borders and immigration, the Democrats would choose one of their beloved sanctuary cities in which to have their upcoming convention. Hmm. Hmm. Where are they having the <laughs> DNC? <laughs> it's Milwaukee. The law and order capital. Oh, I think I just, uh, there's one other good description on one of those um, Dave Duane and Neil videos where Akapinti said... The original couriers came to my home church in Patterson, New Jersey in 1958. After hearing them sing and testify, I felt called to the ministry and enrolled in Bible college that year. Then in 1966, Neil Enlow inspired me to start writing gospel music. I wrote this song about them, and I recently recorded it at my home at age 80, just playing keyboard and singing three-part harmonies. <laughs> so they really were like the direct inspiration you know yeah <clears throat> i'm inspired to uh I, I i'm gonna we should i'm gonna write a song about fortune kit and it's just gonna be <laughs> alex charles and dan they're <laughs> kind of in a band but also talking on a show <laughs> alex I mean, charles and anything, dan you know we could have a, a chapo one i wish there was like a john Acapinti ai <laughs> Where you could just yeah. put in a search term we, and it would make a song for you. We got a we got an Acapinti gap happening on the left. That's what's happening. Who is who is uh, who is singing the praises of of Chapo or yeah? It's just it's we need we need that. Yeah, with these songs, John Acapinti's kind of he's kind of doing like the job of a bard like four hundred years ago where. You just like sing the praises of some mythical figure or whatever. But he's singing the praises of other bards. Yes. <laughs> or just <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. You're just singing yeah. praises yeah. of the Lord to <laughs> hoping he'll give you some stale yeah. bread. Or alternately. And the Lord is Mike Lindell. <laughs> yeah. The, the Duchy of Minnesota. <laughs> or, he's, or he's singing about Waffle House, you know? Singing about a, uh, a tavern that he really likes. I just like. Um, Thinking of like an Akapinti AI, I know Dan. At one point, you found a website that like you enter terms and like the AI writes lyrics. Isn't that right? Yeah, it was something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was. Uh, you you would enter terms and it would write uh, basically paragraphs for you, like, 
And the, the, the website was uh, bizarrely uh, uh, skewed against anything socialist and pro anything libertarian, which is funny to me. Yeah, that's really great. Uh, I'm just imagining the medieval uh, Acapinti bard singing about yeah, like yeah, taverns that he likes to be, to go in. Where it's like, the bell and pig is great. <laughs> it's place where all the eating is brave. There's very little plague in the food. <laughs> yeah, man. If we could go back like ten generations to some Hamlet in like. You know, England yeah, someplace. Saxony just singing about a pork knuckle and sauerkraut. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm still just obsessed with the fact that he's a reply guy to these guys. He understands his pecking order in Facebook, and he's just out there. <laughs> he's like the uh, he's like the male Jennifer Rubin. Never going to get a reply. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's exactly Never going right. to get shown any love by any yeah. of these people. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I wish she would start making music like this too. Then I would actually you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh Jennifer Rubin. John Acapendi's, uh Facebook of him and what I assume is his grandson. And he's giving his grandson a Casio keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his grandson's face look like? Uh, he looks happy. Okay, okay, Casio keyboard. So maybe, maybe these are all Casio like workstation presets. You know, maybe all the backing probably. Yeah. Maybe yeah. all the backing tracks yeah, are like. Yeah, that's a good. Because he's because like you you know like the uh like a guy on a cruise ship where you know the sort of like late 90s early 2000s lounge singer would use like not a chord triton but like a casio keyboard with like preset sort of motifs and then sing over top yeah i could definitely believe that because there's that one song where he actually plays a lead solo and it's like really off time but everything's usually like pretty on time so maybe it is just like yeah like here's a drum preset and here's a bass preset and i'm just gonna sing over that you this know? totally makes sense too because they like, like the drum breaks you can do like a fit. There's, there's got to be like a big red fill button or it's just like drum fill here. Yeah. You know? And he just like, clicks that whenever he wants it. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely believe that. Uh, you mentioned sort of a cruise ship lounge acts, which gave me a, a good idea that um, someone should compose like a, an acapinti sort of like a jazzy medley, it's a little <laughs> yes. bit more upbeat, but like, but, but sung by, by someone who actually can sing. So you just like seamlessly go from Dave, Dwayne, and Neil to um, cops uh, for Trump. Uh, cops for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those cops. Cops yeah. for Trump. Yeah. They're coming oh, back yeah. again. <laughs> and then just just slide and then just slide right into and then Gloria right into food my is great. pillow is the <laughs> best. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Love that pillow sound. You know what's sad? This, like, I'm just thinking about what a like secret egomaniac Acapinti is, and always wants these guys to hear his songs. He writes about them. I bet you his first thought when Big Dave died last year was that now the couriers are never going to be able to perform an Acapinti original. Like, <laughs> I guarantee he dreamed about the three of them singing his songs, you know? Oh, definitely. Well, he could be the new one. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> that was his goal all along. He poisoned Big Maybe Dave. Maybe he killed Big Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here's a post from yesterday. Please continue to pray for Neil Enlow as he is recovering from a stroke. In August of 2017, I asked Neil for his permission to write a song about him. He told me that he did not feel worthy of having a special song written for him. <laughs> and that it's very diplomatic. And that he wanted to avoid the limelight. He finally agreed for what me a, to write a, a song as long as it spoke about God's love. <laughs> what, so, a polite, like, what a polite way to tell this guy to fuck off. <laughs> Wait, so, so like, once he had a stroke, he was too weak to resist... Having a song made about him? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what it took. Oh, my He's God. He's like on his deathbed. Sure, John, you can make the song. Oh, yeah, really does. He's like, I'm just too humble to have a song written about me, please. Oh, man. Efforts to Mike I, Lindell. I'm just too nice. This is all making sense to me. Akapinti is just a, like a, a punisher for these guys, you know? Like, exactly. It recontextualizes everything about him. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's a super fan who's crossed that like barrier of good and evil into punisher territory. And uh yeah, and he's just he's just harassing the uh these people he loves. He's gonna Selena all three of them. You <laughs> <laughs> already got one of them. Well, yeah. One of them's on the way out. Man. Poor guy. All he wanted to do was harass his idols endlessly. But, like, what is he thinking? Like, what, what, what's his ultimate fantasy? Like, they write him back and they're like, John, we're bringing the courier bus around your house. Get on board. We're hitting the road. You're opening for us, you know. But like, where does it go from there? You know, because like you can imagine, like you know, your your, your rock star dreams of hanging out with the Rolling Stones, and then you get to like fuck all their groupies and stuff. But what is the Acapinti version of that? You just get to yeah. Like, you're all 80 years old. <laughs> the Acapinti <laughs> version get... is like going through the Midwest, and the catering is like a like real Amish food or something. You know, like. <laughs> It's just like like a, a really good boil, boiled beef side. Yeah, buffet. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, definitely. It's like old country buffets on the tour rider in every city. <laughs> they already got it covered for you. Yeah. Yeah. Got like, you know, and like free trips to the salad bar. Each bunk. That's that, that's that Acapinti lifestyle. Each bunk, yeah. each bunk in the bus is uh, fitted out with like an embroidered my pillow, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like how like a, a drummer. Like a drummer will be sponsored by like Zildjian or whatever. Uh, their tour is sponsored by My Pillow, and they're bringing the My Pillows on stage just because it's like in the contract. <laughs> you know, like uh, like 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 uh, rap groups or like record labels. Like if you get signed, they have like a chain day where they just like they hang some like you know outrageous yeah. like diamond chain on you. Like this is they give they give Acapinti like his his, his own My Pillow. It says Acapinti in cursive, like embroidered on it. Be like yo, you're in the crew now. Mike, I was gonna call him Chuck Liddell again, but Mike Lindell autographed it personally. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, this will help with your eczema. He also farted on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to give him pink eye. He didn't like the songs he sent him, which could be fatal if you're 80. It's true. Akapinti <laughs> getting jumped in by the couriers in a big pillow fight. He's going to get sexed in. Join the couriers, you have to get sexed in by Jim Baker. <laughs> He's a freak. He is a freak. <laughs> we know that for sure. He is frogman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he fucked Lyndon LaRouche in prison. And absorbed some of his power. 
uh, there's, there's one other Akapinti element that uh, that I want to address, and it, it comes in, in these comments and descriptions to his videos, is that he has an uncanny sense of, or, or just like record keeping of like when and where he was, like when he wrote these songs. It's like very specific, the dates of which he like, you know, wrote these songs, sent the letters, received, received confirmation that they'd been signed oh, for and then point. probably yeah. thrown in a fucking... Trash. Both on his Facebook and on the descriptions of the videos, like he always mentions the specific date in like the fifties. It was April sixteenth, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, dude. It's weird because they all sound like they're recorded with the same equipment. It's all the same presets. So he's like, he wrote songs in nineteen seventy. Yeah, but I think he didn't record any of them until now. Basically, did he just have the lyrics written down? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Because like. Everything of his was recorded within the last, like, three, four years, usually. So he just, like, had old notebooks where it was, like, he had shit written down. Like, America is the best. Yeah. I love the flag. Yeah. yeah. I, also, I love to hug my mom and dad. I, I also think, like, like given, like, the way he's, his, um, how should I say this? His, like, very specific understanding of melody and rhythm, I think before he had the Casio (laughs) keyboard, he was probably, like you said, Alex, like, writing this stuff down in a book and then imagining the backing and being like, I wrote a song. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then then he... For most of these songs, like, there's no way he has the melody actually, like set in stone no, he's right? winging like most it. of these melodies he's like making them up yeah yeah he's probably as it's recording he's like he is winging the melodies totally <laughs> i feel like his the origin of like his vocal sound has to be some kind of like accidentally meeting the devil at the crossroads well he did he was trying he to did meet the meet devil God, at one point but, right like oh you're right yeah we told that story on the other episode about yeah him. yeah where where uh the fist of god came down and smashed the devil uh in and the devil appeared to him in the form of like a like rock and roll where he interpreted. Yeah, in his dorm room. Yeah. That must be when he got his musical prowess. Like the devil was making a deal with him, but he got smashed by a god. So he only got like half of the devil's He powers. did a reverse uh, Ralph Macchio in Crossroads. He smoked a joint laced with PCP. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he met the devil at the crossroads, but the devil approached him and offered his soul back if he would stop writing music. Yes. <laughs> He was like, your stuff's too good. Your stuff's too good, John. It's turning people away from me. Please stop. And also, please stop sending me certified letters to this city of pandemonium. <laughs> Care of Lucifer. I've never heard him speak. I've never heard his voice not that's with true. that effect on it. So maybe yeah. that's uh, that was the trade-off. You get to be cool, but your voice has to sound like that forever. Well, it's possible he just had a tracheotomy and they put a vocoder in there instead of the normal thing. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, he's not Gee, using yeah. any plugins. He has actually doing like the, the, the tracheotomy <laughs> yeah, exactly. version of Tibetan throat singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they accidentally put think, three of them in there. You know, while we're getting closer to the end of this episode and we're talking about his golden voice, I think... We got to just listen to one of his latest hits, which I'm sure a lot of people out there have already been listening to this one on their own who are occupanti heads now, but his song, Joe is running again. I I think this is the first time he's ever gone negative, but I guess he's got enough problems with the Biden campaign that he just had to speak his truth. So I think we got to play that right now. Yeah, let's hear this fresh cut. Yeah, he's becoming more topical as it gets closer to the election. 
and they ramp There's up. There's another beat that we've heard like 15 fucking times. Joe is running again. He, he says in all the videos, I played keyboard and sang three part harmony. But he's not playing the keyboard. And he's not singing a three-part harmony here. Actually, I think he might be. I think it's a pre-made backing track, and then he's also yeah. playing. I can hear the one keyboard part that's off-time. I think that's him playing. Yeah, the off-time part is him playing the chords. He's <laughs> hoping for your vote, but he has missed the vote. <laughs> Yeah, it's not his best work, but it's good. That he is running again. It's so sad. It would be cool if three months from now he was making songs about, like, uh, the, the military government is here to protect us. Yeah. Quid pro Joe? Is that what he said? Whoa, look at that keyboard. Some of the lyrics. Yeah, that's a pretty good Yeah, and Joe is confused. <laughs> he has missed the boat. Yeah. It is sad. It's so it's sad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> It'll always be known. It'll be cool to put this on TV as a political ad. <laughs> yeah, get this on Fox after the My Pillow ad. Like if you could get Robert <laughs> Mercer or somebody to give you money to put this on TV. I love it. And say it's us. It's authorized by donald j trump <laughs> yeah i feel like calling him quid pro joe is his attempt at doing like a trump name you know definitely but like i just like he says he'll always be known as quid pro joe like that's just something that everyone's <laughs> been calling him yeah. for years now I'm, he probably sent a letter to the Mr. white house yeah. he sent a letter to the white house saying he's known as quid pro joe <laughs> and sent it addressed to donald trump get a, a receipt on that mm-hmm. hope for the best um, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining a scene just sort of like a, like a, 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 at Biden headquarters where like, they're like, Oh, like the occupant, the new occupancy track dropped and they're sort of like apprehensively pressing, they're going to put pressing play on the big snap speaker. And it's like the scene in a, in straight out of Compton where like they all listen to no Vaseline and they're just like, fuck, we just got destroyed. What are we going to yeah. do? How do we get back from this? Just weeping and pounding their fists on the table. A bunch of lanyards just doing damage control. Yeah. yeah just like. Going into full fucking like West Wing walk and talk mode about the song. <laughs> it's not so bad. His, his market share is, is it limited. Is so sad that he acts so bad? <laughs> yeah. Is he too slow? <laughs> what, what if we lean into it? What if people, what, what if people will like him because we're, we're going to act badder? I mean, it's actually not sad. It's bad, but in bad meaning yeah. cool. People like Trump because he's corrupt. So what if we actually have Biden do a quid pro quo and just own it? <laughs> what if they we call start calling quid ourselves Joe. quid pro cool. Joe? <laughs> what if you make bumper <laughs> stickers to that? <laughs> quid pro Joe. <laughs> Attention we'll all patriots. Yeah. Go into Starbucks and when they ask for your name, say quid pro Joe. <laughs> and when they ask you to spell it, you have to spell it to them. And then leave without getting the coffee. <laughs> This is how we're gonna uh, this is how we take win. America back. <laughs> I 
was I was talking about this before we started recording, but I am uh, I am concerned that uh, that John's going to get Q pilled at some point uh, in the near future. If he keeps if he keeps messing around with Facebook, if he keeps looking at Facebook, I'm just waiting for a for a Akapinti song about mole children, you know. And I hope that doesn't happen. I'm praying that doesn't happen because. Dan, I I have that would rock. (laughs) Dan, I have I have similar concerns, but I said that there's something about there's something about John that I think he has some sort of antibodies to the 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 Q the QAnon phenomenon because it's just like it's a little you have to go way down the rabbit hole. It's like it's it's a lot of deep cuts there. There's a lot of reason. There's a lot of homework to do, and I just feel like John he works better at a kind of. (laughs) Yeah, I think he works better at a kind of a more immediate, a, a more, a more, a more visceral level, like you know the Goya bean boycott or or, or cops, like a you surface know. level appraisal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's very set in his ways, and, he's, and also, let's just hope he keeps. And also, also, he's like, like a hustler. He's trying to climb the ladder. He's responding to Dwayne. He's responding to Neil. He's trying to network, you know? <laughs> yeah, but like another problem with QAnon, like as far as John really getting into it, is that a lot of QAnon is very smutty. Like yeah, it involves thinking about a lot of really depraved things all the time. And I just don't think that John likes doing that. I don't think he likes exposing his mind to like a P- PG-13 to R-rated material. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's good, a point. good point. That's, that, that definitely makes me feel better. Uh, I want him to stay pure, man. I want him to make a song about his favorite pizza place and not feel bad about it. <laughs> and his favorite pizza place is probably like Pizza Hut, you know? It's Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> Waffle House has the best pizza well, on the secret menu. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of there's a lot, John has a lot of good options with pizza chains because for some strange reason most of the big pizza chains in America are owned by like lunatic Christians, like Domino's. Except he, that's a Catholic franchise, so that may be satanic to him. I don't know. <laughs> There's Papa John. Uh, Papa John would definitely not respond to any of his letters. Papa John yeah. would send his own private like, security uh, team to make him have a car accident or something. Yeah, absolutely. But Papa John has the kind of energy that evangelicals love, so I wouldn't be surprised if Acapinti likes Papa John. He did say the N-word on the phone, <laughs> and people got mad at him, which is very relatable. Yeah. I'm sure that Dwayne and Neil and those guys came to his defense. It's a shame that the Couriers didn't do, like the subject matter of their stuff is so different from Akapinti's stuff. I would have loved to hear them in the late 70s on Jim Baker's show just singing about like their favorite fast food franchises, you know? Yeah, they're so creatively stifled. Or getting mad about Jimmy Carter. You know, yeah, this like radical a, socialist Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. smoked a joint in the White House. Jimmy Carter diss track. Quid pro Jimmy. <laughs> Quimmy pro Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and if, I'm just going. I'm going through Acapinti's YouTube page, and it, it, it's, it appears that he has a song about uh, Neil Enloe's son. Oh, <laughs> really? Maybe we should <laughs> close out with that. I call it Phil Enloe. Phil Enloe sings and speaks. Yes, let's... He, like, thinks he's part of this family. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe that's his endgame, is he wants to get, like, an invite to their, like, Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) I bet their food rocks. All right, brand new cut. Or I guess it's an oldie that we've just discovered, but... The same beat. We've already heard this beat earlier today. I need to find out what Casio keyboard this is. (laughs) 
singing with the couriers for 23 long years. A testimony. Oh, did he replace the other guy? Yeah, is this a different? Is he sings. When his wife is named Jan, I'm, I'm reading the description of the video. Preaching in Florida, bringing forth God's truth, <laughs> challenging older people and also all the youth, just like a lightning rod. <laughs> all the, all the youth. All the youth. Yeah, young people love Phil. Since he's the replacement, he's the young guy, you know? The youth are really swooning for him. That's a great font on that Morning Joy record. Mm, nice. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that piano is just so... <laughs> so oh man. Yeah, it's the ear poison. <laughs> He has a bass voice. He sings. And we rejoice. He has a bass voice. He has a bass voice. Bass voice and rejoice is a great The little man with a big voice. Oh, my God. 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 Oh, my why would you spell Mornin M O R N apostrophe N? Mornin. 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 I don't have time for vowels. Just like a lightning rod. Oh, that's a picture of the riser Photoshop. It's like a post mortem photo. Thank you, the song sounds like it's ending right now, but there's another minute left. <laughs> there's another minute to go. <laughs> no, it's another solo, man. Nope. <laughs> nope, you can't predict it. <laughs> you can't predict it. It's progressive rock. It's fucking some Ornette Coleman shit. Does he want Phil Enlo to sing this song? That's <laughs> un unclear. <laughs> I made a song for you. Yeah, please sing it's about it you. Set. It has your name in it a lot. Can you put this in your set? It has been one. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a good song. God. Good God. <laughs> I, f I feel like I went into this episode thinking that like there would be a narrative thread that we that we're that we're drawing with like Acapinti's life, and now I'm coming out of it more confused and bewildered than <laughs> I was. Yeah, there's just more in. people to be confused by. So many more layers of it, just total shrieking bland insanity, like staring into the void. Yeah. Thank you, Fortune Kit. They make hit after hit. Listening to them is a good habit. 
<laughs> Alex, Charles, and Dan, they sing and they speak. <laughs> you, you guys talk and, and spin sing. It's true. Yeah. Man, I feel like you are on this wavelength, Will. <laughs> Dude, every time, every I I have to I have to I have to like sort of like like sort of snake venom. I have to take a little bit of acapinti because anytime I go down the rabbit hole, it's it's in my head for like a week, and I'm I'm driving Catherine insane. I'm driving my parents insane. I walk around my house playing it on my phone, like through my cell phone speakers, just walking around my house. Like I'm like living with my parents now, so I'm just walking around the room playing Cops for Trump, and they, they, they yeah yeah. I just I need to spread that, the word. Um, <laughs> it's good. You know, uh, Acapinti didn't record any of these songs till he's about like 80. And you got your first songwriter credit with This American Country. I think there's enough decades of your life left where you could be an Acapinti figure by the time you're his age. Acapinti can be your couriers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll start I'll start memorializing him now. But I mean, uh this American country, I mean, not to not to pat myself on the back or nothing, but I will. Uh it 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 worked because it was stuck in my fucking head for about two weeks and now I want to like put a power drill through my temple to get it out. <laughs> yeah, if anything, I think we need to play that out, uh play this episode out with that song. So Hell yeah. on that note, Will, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Will. Always a joy, fellas. Open up the pink Chicago bean. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. America, the flag. America, the flag. America, I love this American country. Count the stripes, it feels nice. Goya makes the whitest rice. The field is blue and the stripes are free That's because they're American like you and me When I go to the Waffle House, the T-Bone sticks are lean I love to print out pictures of the pink Chicago bean, bean, bean When I see America, I start to smile It's the very best product in the country aisle I'm so glad for President Trump today He's the greatest sitting president in the USA I salute the troops and the baseball mound A salute to God from my hover around When I'm at dialysis, the nurses steal my things I want to ring the freedom bell until freedom rings Our loss prevention officers are very, very smart They keep people from Putting too many things in the cart I also like the cops and troops Cause they are very good I'm writing every troop a thank you Cause I know I should The mailman steals my letters He takes them home to read He's reading all the writing Back from CEOs to me America is good Because America is great And Donald Trump's the one Who made these things to be that way When I see America I start to smile It's the very best product In the country aisle I'm so glad for President Trump too Today is the greatest sitting president in the USA. MAGA is the team, it's the set, it's the squad The Constitution was written and signed by God Democrats say they wanna spend us to excess And their plan is to surveil us with the USPS I'd rather have my mail delivered by a fucking troop Not afraid to hit a postman with his 40 cal troop With wings as eagles, my heart takes flight Patriots for Donald, we're all in this fight America America 
Warner won't read my letters, it's very mean. Let's open up the big pink beam. The flag is waving way up high. Doctors lie, doctors lie, doctors lie.